This OPI podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. Minutia Man is up next, but first, listen to this other great OPI show. I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. On the next Back to You, we get into the holiday spirit and we have some lists that we have assembled, Steve. Oh, wait till you hear my favorite songs. I got five favorite holiday songs. I got five favorite movies coming at you. And you got the same thing, right? I have some of the same ones that you do, so people... People were probably on the edge of their chairs waiting to hear what we picked. Because we got the spirit for the holidays. We got the spirit and so will you on the next Back to You. Back to You with Howard Sudbury and Steve Baskerville. You can find Back to You on Spotify, opishows.com, or wherever you find podcasts. Just search for Radio Misfits. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Hey, 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 uh, Rick. Um, I got to put you on hold because I'm tracking a package. <laughs> this Good. really, uh, uh, you know, let us just say. Dave is a little cranky because uh, he's been <laughs> dealing with the uh, the U.S. Postal Service. And um, I know that uh, this is not a political uh, comment, but our president, our current president, um, really did break the Postal Service. He broke the post office. It's um, broken. It, it, right. Uh, we had a package that had to go to um, Lavaca, Arkansas. Rick, do you know where beautiful Lavaca, Arkansas is? I do not. Uh, well, I tracked it this morning. Guess where it is? Get what's, guess what state it's in. Uh, Missouri. Uh, Nevada. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, now, I don't know if it's a red state thing or a blue state thing. I really don't know what's happening, but... Uh, yeah, from Illinois to Arkansas via Nevada. Jeez. Yeah, but, uh, but that doesn't mean that we don't want anybody to order from Eckhart's Press. No, no, nope, 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 nope. Just uh, please be be uh, kind and understanding that uh, uh, sometimes hey, it just uh, takes a little bit longer. That's all. Exactly. And we're, we're not and I move a little slower, too. What's that? Uh, I move a little slower, too, <laughs> to package the books and walking up the stairs and going to the post office. I move a little slower as well, yeah. but uh-huh. that is not the reason. Hey, before we begin, uh, I wanted to uh, reference something that you put on your Facebook page, that that um, uh, commercial from the U.S. soccer oh, team yeah. from mm-hmm. when, Sh- when Sean was a little kid. Right. God, that was... He looks like he's like three. I know. He yeah. he was eight. You know, the reason they loved him so much uh, for a couple of reasons. One is he had no teeth, right? He was at that age where he had no teeth. Uh, the teeth fell out in like first grade or second grade or whatever that it was. And, and the other thing is it was so cold. He had to wear his winter coat and he had a, a hat on with a big yeah. you know, a, a green and white hat on. So, yeah, it was, you know, that was such a fun day. And 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 we had no idea that it was going to be in a commercial featuring the stars of the U.S. men's national team. He was paid for being in that commercial. He was paid with a pair of cleats. Yeah, um, I want to I want to bring that up to you. Uh, next time, go to the Davester for the negotiation. Yeah. OK, because I think we, we yeah. could have gotten a little bit more than the than the size four cleats. Yeah. Yeah, size one. 
athlete. <laughs> so he grew out of them within a year. They also gave him a small uh, U.S. men's national team jersey, uh, adult small. <laughs> so he couldn't wear it for another eight years or something. <laughs> Well, knowing Sean, he may always be an adult small, right? Yeah, no. So he could maybe. He's bigger than you think. You haven't seen him in a while. He's he's. I think he's the tallest one in the family now. Tallest midget in the circus. Hey, hey, hey. Well, as so obviously we're not together again, and we'll not be together probably for months. um, And we certainly want to give everybody good vibes who are grappling with this COVID nineteen thing throughout the world. So we we are doing as well. Be safe, everybody. Be safe. That's right. And and uh, we have minutia still, right? It's not like we don't have minutia. No, no. Just uh, you going to fire up the jingle or are we just uh, going to go into it? I'm firing it. Here we go. Uh, You're listening to Minutia Men featuring the wacky exploits of your good pals Rick and Dave. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. All right. What do you got, Dave? So... When when Hollywood finally comes to their senses and produces that Minutia Men movie that we've <laughs> yes. been pitching, uh-huh. right? Who do you, who do you think should play us? I mean, have you have you had any thought about who who would portray a Rick or who would play a Dave? Well, um, probably George Clooney for me. I think would be the the uh-huh. most appropriate. I don't know about okay. you. Um, I was thinking maybe uh, one of the Abe Vigoda's dead. Um, <laughs> Jackie uh, Jackie. Um, what was the guy from uh, Adam's family? Jackie Coogan. Jackie Coogan. He's dead right. too. <laughs> yeah. So, geez, oh, I'm, I'm sure we could. Well, uh, the reason. So, I took the liberty Rick, uh-huh. of uploading one of those apps from Facebook, which now they have now even more digital right. information from me. But I updated. I updated one of those. You know, what celebrity do I look like? It's actually called Celeb Face. I don't know. Have you ever seen that on Facebook? No, you know, what I celebrity? Uh, so what you can do is you put a picture in this app, and it tells you who what celebrity you look like. All right. So I took the liberty for that. I'm. This is going somewhere. By the way, okay. I do have a story that this relates to. Um. So I took your photo uh-huh. uh, from the father's knows your father knows nothing. Um. Bio picture. Yeah. Uh huh. The one with it. So I uh, put it in the app and it gives me some stats, actually. Uh Uh, Your face is 33% masculine uh, and 67% feminine. Okay. Okay. The good, which is not wrong. That's why, Uh, because I'm so pretty. (laughs) Right. And the age, they put you at 25. Really? So it's very accurate. Very accurate. And your lookalike stars are Ashley Simpson. Tessa Daly or Tess Daly, I think her name is, and Martha Plimpton. Martha okay. Plimpton. <laughs> Martha Plimpton. Yeah. So those are three that uh-huh. um, you know we we can do that. So I put mine in. You know my picture in there. Yeah. Um, Ten percent masculine, which you're not three times more masculine than I am. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. Ten uh, percent masculine, ninety percent. Um, Feminine and age of 58. Yeah. Wow. Fuck you, celeb face. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, and my doppelgangers are Janine Garofalo, uh, former <laughs> former Fed chair Paul Volcker, and Lisa Loeb. Lisa Loeb. I guess she's a singer. I don't know. Do well, you at know least you've got Loeb? one guy. <laughs> right. Exactly. So so I've reached out to Paul Volcker. Uh-huh. Um, and I also did I also did a um, I also put Tony in there. And Tony's actually turned out great. 84 percent masculine, masculine, 16 percent feminine, age 46. 
and he should be played by Johnny Galecki. Do you know who he is? Yeah, from uh, the Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang Theory, yeah, and and Roseanne. Right. Uh, uh, and also Arthur, well, and also Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't really see that with with Tony, uh, but uh, yeah, I can actually hear Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Minutia Men uh, movie. Und, 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 Rick, you are technical idiot, swine, asshole, right? Uh, Marcel so, Plimpton, get over here. <laughs> uh, well, it appears that KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and yeah. the Lifetime Channel used celeb face to cast the lead role of a Colonel Sanders in their upcoming movie there. They are producing a movie. Actually, it's coming out very shortly. It's called A Recipe for Seduction. I saw this. I cannot believe it, but it's true. They're doing a movie about Colonel Sanders on the Lifetime Network. Right. And do you know who will play the iconic Southern gentleman? I do. Please let everyone know. Mario Lopez from (laughs) Saved by the Bell. Mario Lopez, who wouldn't be allowed into Kentucky. (laughs) Exactly. You're not one of those Hispanics by any chance, are you? Um, And as as we said, that while while the plot has not been released... Um, there is a poster, a film poster that has Lopez with a salt and peppered hair. And I love the tagline here. Um, uh, we all have our secrets. His just happens to be a recipe for seduction. Oh, my God. And oh it's a finger licking good intrigue. Yeah. Well, I think that finger licking good love scene is rated NC-17. <laughs> yeah. Uh I um so I'm, I mean I'm wishing them well and we actually you know we've been known to speak with some Hollywood stars yeah and Mario Lopez is welcome to come on our airwaves you know he was on a this. show um I like a daily a daytime talk show with Danny Bonaducci who's a guest that we're having on this week on our uh, Minutia Men celebrity interview so I, we probably could get his number if you want to have him on. Uh, yeah, should we ask Danny about? Well, we'll see how the interview goes. But to ask him about Mario Lopez in the Kentucky Fried Chicken I, role, I what do you think about that? I think we should. By the way, yeah, if, look at what time this uh, this show is debuting. It it debuts at noon on Sunday, <laughs> the Lifetime Channel up against the NFL. So they've oh. really they're really uh, putting it in a prime time <laughs> slot there. <laughs> Well, if it, if it's against the Bears, I'm watching the KFC movie. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. They are dead to me. All right, I have some uh, minutia to share with you, and this is actually kind of a an interesting story. That Bob Dylan, uh, one of the greatest songwriters of all time, has sold his entire songwriting catalog, which you know, meaning that uh, as a songwriter, you get royalties. Uh, on your on your songs and he sold that he sold his songwriting catalog to universal music for an estimated 300 million dollars which if you think about it because he wrote more than 600 songs um it seems like a bargain that much yeah not right not that much i mean because didn't you sell the catalog to the landecker songs for like a hundred million, didn't you? Isn't that what you sold? Right, right exactly. Thanks to uh, my song about Binti the gorilla, <laughs> I've, I've made a fortune on the 
Good stuff. Or King of Farts. Wasn't that oh, your big King hit? King of Farts? That's, that's a classic. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, I put this out there on uh, Facebook this week, and <clears throat> I was uh, asking for people to come up with uh, um, songs that can be used in commercials. Because now, uh, now that... Uh, that Dylan doesn't own the rights to the songs, you know they're going to be used in commercials. Just like when the oh, Beatles uh, yeah. were purchased by Sony, when their catalog was purchased by Sony, the next thing you knew, they were in every freaking commercial. That's oh, what's yeah. going to happen oh, yeah. now to Bob Dylan. And I got some really good answers. Can I share those with you? Yeah, absolutely. I got a couple too. All right. Uh, here's here's one of my favorites. The answer, my friend, is Beefeater's Gin. The answer is Beefeater's Gin. Uh, you got to drive somebody. Not bad. Yeah. It ain't tea, babe. You know, that's, that's a free one. It ain't ain't me, babe. Uh, you know, okay. Okay. So there, uh, the New York times, they are a changing. That's good. That is good. Yeah. Uh, positively wall street. Okay. That's good. Anybody can use that. Um, like a Starbucks scone. (laughs) Like a Starbucks scone. (laughs) Uh, tangled up in Selson Blue. <laughs> That's good. That is good. Uh, pay Lady Pay. Not a bad okay. one. That's good. That's good. Uh, knock, knock, knocking on Hilton's door. <laughs> right. That, that, now that is very good too. Wow. These are really good. I think these are, you know, just we have uh, creative listeners. Uh, don't think twice. Uh, it's Bud Light. Okay. That's not bad. What do you got? No. Um, how about all along the Apple Watchtower? Not bad. Um, totes, because a hard rain is going to fall. <laughs> Do you like the Bob Dylan impersonation? That's, boy, that, I, I thought for a second he was actually on the show. Or Corona, Corona. Right. Karina is, yeah, yeah. is it? Yeah. Karina. So, well, good luck to Bob Dylan. Good luck to we Bob really, Dylan. Uh, and be ready to see a lot of Bob Dylan songs in commercials, because that's going to be happening soon. All well, right. If you ever time- read... What? You, well, hold on. If you ever if you ever read Pete Townsend's autobiography, yeah, um, which is like eighteen thousand pages about, uh, he, he gets a little wordy. Every time he needed a new boat, he would just sell another song. I know. He would just sell a song to some commercial outfit. Yeah, I think boat. that was the most disappointing book I ever read. Yeah, it was. Now Daltrey's book is great. Did I send you Daltrey's book? No. No, send it. I'll send it in the post office because I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure I'll get it yeah. within the next month or so. All right, it's time for one of our favorite segments. Time now for studio walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. So this is the part of the show where we reach into the Rick and Dave archives, and uh, and. You know, bring back some some of our stuff that we've been doing over the years because uh, Dave and I have been working together in one way, shape, or form for the past thirty five years. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the calendar uh, brings up something that is well, wait, wait, worthy wait, of sharing. Wait, wait, hold on. Yeah, how could you? How could we have worked for thirty five years when Celeb Face says your age is twenty five on no, your I, photo? I, I am just a, a, a well, Martha Plimpton and I both we we have <laughs> aged very well. Um, but anyway, the point of this is sometimes the, uh, sometimes the bits come up that are, are worthy because of the calendar and sometimes they come up because of the news. And this week, uh, there's a news story here in Chicago, which was huge. 
And, and I wanted to uh, bring back something from our uh, archives to uh, address that. And the news is that Len Casper, the former voice of the Chicago Cubs, their TV announcer who had been uh, their TV announcer here for 16 years, wow. left the Cubs and joined the White Sox as their radio play-by-play man. And... It's kind of crushing for uh, Cub fans because we like Len very much, um, but it's good for the White Sox fans. And anyway, when I heard this news, the first thing I thought of, Dave, is a clip that I'm going to play for you from our interview with Len because we just had him on the show about a year ago. That was it right. Was it a right before COVID or was it? It was, was it actually, right yeah, it was this year. We had him on yep. in, in March to talk about uh, the upcoming baseball season. And I think in this clip, you will hear the moment that he is thinking to himself, yeah, I think, you know what? It might be time to leave the Cubs. <laughs> right? So, yeah, sure. It, it was a question that you asked that brought it out. So I'm going to play it for you. Here we go. As we're heading into 2020 as a White Sox fan, I am just tingling with anticipation, you know, uh, with, with all the moves that the White Sox have done. Go on the limb here. How are the White Sox going to do? What do you think? Well, I think they did the right thing because they've got this big wave of young players coming and you've got to add to that. They, they clearly, you know, starting pitching was the big area where they, they've got to get better. And I think that the Dallas Keiko move really adds uh, a very stable top of the rotation guy to the mix. Um, and that division is there to be had. Yeah. I think, you know, to expect the Twins to hit over 300 home runs again is, is probably a stretch. Uh, the Indians uh, don't overlook them. They still have a, a pretty talented roster, but, you know, the White Sox won't have to deal with Corey Kluber right. uh, a bunch. Uh, the, you know, the Royals are rebuilding. The Tigers will be bad again in their rebuild. So I, I think that division is there for the taking, and uh, I think the White Sox did the right thing in accelerating their rebuild and trying to win now. And um, I, I think they'll win more than they lose, and uh, be very much in the in the mix to win that division. And what about the Cubs? I, I think they're in a very tough division. Uh, <laughs> Could you hear uh, it? Did you hear it? Yeah, <laughs> right. The ton of bricks. Yeah. I mean, the the uh, enthusiasm uh, discussing yeah. the uh, the White Sox, and then I asked them about the Cubs, and it was. Uh, yeah, womp, 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 womp. Well, I, well, maybe we're responsible. What do you think? Maybe we put that thought into his head. I, I think maybe, maybe you're right. All right. So that was uh, he was a Minutiaman celebrity interview. Uh, if you if you go to our uh, our website right now and check out the current Minutiaman celebrity interview. This is what you'll hear this week on Minutia Men's Celebrity Interview. Rick, we interview perhaps one of the most dreamy stars from the 1970s. You know him. You love him. He was in Starsky and Hutch. He was in Fiddler on the Roof. We're talking, of course, about Paul Michael Glazer. Minutia Men Celebrity Interview, an Opie show only on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, a tiny PLP 50 that didn't sell at auction, plus another one of our famous lists. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Luke Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits 
Podcast Network. And we're back. All right, Dave, you have some more minutiae for everybody? Yeah. Uh, Rick, whip out your Australian accent, would you? Put <laughs> another shrimp on the barbie. <laughs> okay. Good day, mate. Do that. Do that accent without using Barbie, shrimp, or mate. Can you can you can you do anything can without I do those good words? Good day. Good day. Okay. Good, fair good enough. Day. So this this story comes out of uh, the outskirts of Melbourne. Have you been to? You've never been to Australia. Never been. No. No. Um, where um, this uh, story, for I think a lot of reasons, really resonated with me because I like the way I smell. Okay, okay, I don't know. Do you, uh-huh. I, I, you know, and I, don't, I, I mentioned it fairly regularly, and I did discover. I think we've talked about it before. I've got a new, um, I've got a new body wash that I've been uh, stealing from my daughters. Vanilla Mint by oh. Alafifia nice. is the body wash that I'm using. Um, you know who so, else? You know who else uses that? Paul Volcker, uh, <laughs> Martha Plimpton, and Martha Plimpton. Uh, Janine Grove. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul Vol. What is Paul Volcker doing now? He's still alive, isn't he? Uh, he's got to be, right? I'm sure he's in the oh. Biden administration somewhere. <laughs> Recycling. Right. He actually was a, he was a freshman when Biden was a senior in right. high school. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so this story comes out of Melbourne. Tracy Noonan. Uh, she's 25 and she was going on her daily morning run, just like you and I. Right. Yeah. Um, when she spotted a kangaroo. Now, if you were going to spot a kangaroo in Mount Prospect, yeah. good day. It'd be a thing. Good day, <laughs> kangaroo. <laughs> uh, uh, it'd be kind of weird. But in Melbourne, you're spotting kangaroos all over the place, sure. right? Yeah. Uh, and basically, kangaroos are like I don't know squirrels in in Australia, big squirrels, but they just kind of ignore you, right? Okay. Um, well, evidently, there's this one roo that wasn't ignoring Tracy during her um, her run and started to follow her, right? Which is kind of weird, but maybe it's just a friendly roo. Maybe it's like the the Winnie the Pooh roo, right? Uh-huh. What, uh-huh. What, what was the name, roo? Is it, was that... Roo. What was yes. the name of the... Yeah, roo. Not a really creative name. Yeah. I think we could no. change that. So she turns her head, runs, and then all of a sudden she hear, she feels a thump on, the ba- on her back and she's thrown to the ground. Um, she put her head down because she thought, oh my goodness, this kangaroo is going to kill me. It was like a, like a horror movie, right? Well, it turns out, so she, she runs into a house, the, the, the townsfolk, and they're townsfolk and sure. they're, they think yeah. town, right? they, they, they clean them or clean her up, maybe uh, heal her wounds. And she goes out of the house in the back door and the kangaroo is still waiting for, for <laughs> wow. Her. Yeah, I know. Right. So it appears um, that her perfume that she was wearing um, was attracting the kangaroo. At least that's what game wardens are saying. Uh, it's was Sarah Parker or just Sarah Jessica Parker's perfume. You know who Sarah? Sure, from Jessica Sex and the City. Right. right. So the woman Tracy didn't have any deodorant on before she went on a run. So she put perfume on. First time she's ever done it. And she, like I said, it was the Sarah Jessica Parker's perfume. And the kangaroo evidently does not is not a fan of Sarah Jessica. <laughs> okay. So um, I thought so you, I what, thought the kangaroo was a super big fan of, of of the perfume as opposed to not being a fan. Well, well, I guess it, I guess it could be. I am not a kangaroo whisperer, uh, but I guess that's true. But while I was doing show prep, 
which I usually do show prep on Pornhub. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have a chance to do it. I, I didn't really, did, there was really no connection for that. Uh-huh. I did stumble upon some strange perfumes out there. Do you want to hear a couple that I have talked about? Sure. Or that I, we, I think we actually may have mentioned this on another story. Um, there is the Demeter's Funeral Home scent, okay? It's a blend of classic white flowers, lilies, carnations, gladiolus, chrysanthemums, with a hint of mahogany and stained oriental carpet. Mm. Okay. Yes, that is the funeral blend. Uh, you can also get a Burger King body spray. Did you know about this? No. Uh, in 2008, fast food chain Burger King launched a meat-scented cologne in the United States for under four bucks, and it's called Flame. Okay. So you can, wow. I, and they're still selling it. I went on their website. It's like a little body spray that I you bet can the kangaroo smell like would a, love that. I'm sorry, the kangaroo would have loved yeah. that, right? Uh, here's one from uh, from Vote is the name of the company, Vulva fragrance. I'm not kidding. It's called Vulva Original, mm. and it's an actual scented product with a vaginal odor oh, that is specifically specifically described as not being a perfume, and the scent is intended to stimulate. To stimulate the one who wears it rather than for somebody else. Now, I don't know what that is, right? Um, Or why you would do that. But here's my favorite one. It's called Secretions Magnifique. Can you do a French? Do the the French Magnifique. (laughs) Tell me more about your French perfume, huh? (laughs) It's called Blood, Semen, and Spit. And I loved them in the 60s. Oh, my God. I loved that band in the 60s. Um, It is, um, as its name implies, it is the combination of scents from blood, semen, and spit. And it's available in the United States, but only at the swank Henry Bendel department store in New York City. So there you go. So Miss Noonan uh, put away Sarah Jessica Parker's perfume and put yourself on some Burger King. And, and, you know, um, uh, Kim Cattrall. Remember Kim Cattrall? She was also yeah, the, in Sex in the City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. This is, yeah. Uh, means nothing to anybody except I was, you know, I'm still binging Columbo. And, oh, and okay. Kim Cattrall, the very young Kim Cattrall, was on an episode of Columbo last night. So uh, you go to season six and you, you'll, you'll find a, a Kim Cattrall in there. But right now it's time for this feature. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where uh, Dave reaches his hand into the jar and pulls out a name of a celebrity and I have to tell the story of having met that celebrity. Now, as it turns out, um, the jar is over here at my house and uh, Dave uh, just is picking names out of people that he wants to hear. And and actually, you didn't even know this last week when you picked out the name Donny Osmond, um, hmm. that uh, we were going to have Danny Bonaducci on the show. And remember, they they uh, they boxed against the, each other. Do you remember that in w- Chicago? Yeah, they, right. Yeah, And it was a huge event. It and was wasn't huge. Wasn't Meyer the, yeah. they broadcasted live on pay-per-view or whatever? Yeah, it was huge. So anyway, this this Donny Osmond story is not about that because um, 
I was no longer at the loop when that happened. I was my, my wife was still there, but I was not. I was not there. My Donny Osmond story is from around that same time, though, when I was uh, producing John Records Landecker show, and I was coming from this huge station that had all these big celebrities on, and I was going to a news station, and, and Donny Osmond was the very first guest we ever booked on John Landecker show. And he's going to do this, the, the uh, interview on the phone. And <laughs> as we set up for the interview, I realized that the phone in the studio, this, this uh, radio station, WJMK oldie station had not had guests on before they had, they'd had morning shows that n- never had a celebrity guest. And I've told you previously how my general manager felt about celebrity guests. Right, right, this right. is how we felt about them. The, the phone could not be hooked up through the control board. So we got Donny Osmond on the phone and we couldn't put him on the air. Because it didn't hook up through the phone. Mm-hmm. So we rigged it something up. We got him on. And then we were going to take calls from people who had questions for Donny Osmond. Well, it turns out, of course, those calls also could not go on the air. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when, did you, when did you realize this? Like four minutes before he was calling in? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. didn't even occur to me. It, it, I right. was coming from the station where we had guests on all the time. It was no big deal. Right? Uh, you know, every... I didn't even think even WPGU in Champaign, oh, you could put right, guests right. on the air. Well, this was when you were working at that radio station in Lavaca, Arkansas, wasn't yeah. it? They did the yeah. It, it was just a, it was ridiculous, and you know we got it all fixed. And I I every time I hear Donny Osmond's name now, I'm just embarrassed. I'm embarrassed because that was a humiliating moment in my broadcasting career. I was like 30 years old. I had, you know, was a veteran. It was my first time getting a guest on for Landacker, and and it was a complete cluster. So did you just tell him, sorry, we can't put you on, or what what happened? Uh, We did a very bad interview. We finally got him on, um, you know, during a song. We played one of his songs. During the song, we, we rigged something up. And when I say we, I mean, of course. Yeah, I was going to say, somebody yeah, I, could, I yeah. could see you with duct tape and a slide rule, you know. But we had to do it through another studio. And then we had to put that studio up through the board. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. It all got fixed after that. But, I mean, come on, man. So that is my Donny Osmond story. Uh, you know, I don't have the jar here. Uh, and I really didn't think of a name. You want to just pull, why don't you pull a name out in the jar that's right next to you? Uh, it's actually across the room. Um, okay. All right. Well, uh, you know what? Yeah. It'll be a mystery. It'll be mystery Ooh, for mystery next week. Guest. How does that sound? Okay. All right. We'll do a mystery. Um, if people want to uh, tune into our Minutiaman celebrity interview, because we always have celebrities when we're just talking about Donny Osmond, we'll talk to Danny Bonaducci this coming week. And one of the things we'll talk about is that uh, that fight. So, mm. uh, 
Here's well, here's a, here's a little taste of what you'll see or what you'll hear if you go check out the Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. One of my very first acting gigs. Oh, it's a movie with Elvis. See, I told really? Rick, I, and and he gave you a truck, didn't he? He gave me a pedal car, but you know, it makes me sound special. He actually, what a wonderful guy this man was. He had like a stack of these pedal cars to give to the because there was a bunch of kids on that set and. Uh, he gave me my first little pedal car. I love it. Oh, here's something you don't know, too. This is so cool. So I was outside his dressing room. I don't know, seven, eight, nine years old. And I'm standing there, and I'm looking in. And he goes, how do you like it? And I didn't know exactly what he was talking about. But he looked at my mom and said, uh, can he come in? And I, he, my mom said, of course. I get in there. All the faucets and uh, things like that are gold-plated women's legs. <laughs> All the faucets, all the switches, all go play the ladies' legs. That's the sort of thing you remember as a child. That 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 is. I've done so much, many a weirder thing than movies with Elvis. If you ask me. Yeah, and we're gonna get into a few of those. Uh, all right, man. And that's uh, that's just a, a small taste of what you'll hear if you go to Minutia Men Celebrity Interview. You can hear the entire interview with Danny Bonaducci, and it was a fun one. Be sure to uh, tell a friend to listen to us on Spotify. You can go to opishows.com. Wherever you find podcasts, just search for Radio Misfits. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. And he looks a little bit like Arnold Schwarzenegger. And who's the other one he looks like? <laughs> uh, Ganecki. What's the guy's name? Uh, All right, Johnny Gorecki guy, or yeah. Ganecki or whatever. Yes. Uh, we're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of... Minutia Man. This Opie podcast was recorded at an earlier date. Some material may be outdated and or mentioned under different circumstances. Consult your local health authorities for the latest on COVID-19. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Hey, and friends here, and I think you should listen to us. Why is that? Well, personally, I like dragging us down rabbit holes that have little to do with the conversation at hand. Yeah, you do that all the time. I think you're a professional at it. I'd like to be. I think that's my ideal job. Just to be the tangent man. How do you guys feel about peeing on a bus? <laughs> all that on And Friends, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits podcast network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radio Misfits? All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com.